Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Meaning and Code podcast. I'm Bennett, and I'm joined here once again by Lily. Hello. How are you doing today, Lily? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. Let's kick it off today somehow a little bit different. Uh-huh. Give me your, mm, give me the word of the day or the word of the week. Ooh. Okay. Um, okay. I got to think of mine too. I came I, up with this oh, question, no, no. but I, <laughs> now I have to think of one. No, no, I have one. I have one from work. Um, affogato is my Ooh. word of the day. Yes. Which yes. explain to our yes, listeners what an affogato is. Um, an affogato is a, a, that's like, it's not like a dish. It's, it's, it's a, but it's not a, oh my gosh. It's, it's a snack. It's a, it's a, it's a sweet, sweet snack. Um, it is ice cream that you pour coffee on top of. Mm. And then you, you just, you just lap it up in deliciousness. We make you... a, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, we make a cold brew milkshake at the place that I work right now. Um, and so we were talking about the difference between an affogato and the cold brew milkshake, which is basically just that uh, the cold brew concentrate that we pour in the milkshake is cold. So then you mix it up and it becomes a milkshake. It's real good. Um, do you know what affogato means in Italian? No. I kind of, I now I'm second guessing myself because I don't want to uh, make a mistake here. So I'm, I'm Googling it very oh, quickly. Yes. Oh, that makes perfect sense. You've already got it. What will you uh, reveal to our listeners? What it it means drowned. Yes. Yes. So, so. You, it's it's ice cream drowned in coffee. Yeah. Exactly. Affogato means drowned in, in Italian. Yes. Um, mm. Which I love that. Well, great. I think. Uh, Wait. My, do you have a word? Yeah. yeah. Let me <laughs> let me do my word. Sorry. Let me before I go on. My one word, I just had one. Oh, my one word for this week, something that I can't, that I've been thinking about a lot, uh, that I can't stop thinking about, and that has, that is currently like uh, throbbing because it's actually very sore, is tibialis. My oh, anterior no. tibialis. What happened to your tibialis, man? Well, that is the question of oh, no. the past few years. What happened to my anterior tibialis? Oh. But like, it is, that is the word of, the week, I would say. Uh, and wh- and what, what is the anterior tibialis? The anterior tibialis is the bone on the outside of your, uh, or is the muscle on the outside of your tibia bone, oh, which is anterior? your shin bone. Oh. Your shin bone. So it's on the outside of your shin bone. Um, and it's the muscle that is responsible for ankle dorsiflexion, uh, <laughs> which just means it's the muscle that points your toes up toward your face whenever That's- you're next week's your word. Ankle. yeah yeah ankle dorsiflexion <laughs> will be next week's word of the week um yeah anyway I, i've been thinking a lot about that but uh hopefully i don't know um, we'll be on the mend or something will yeah <laughs> something, something will happen <laughs> i hope so um Man. okay so let's shift away from, from physical <laughs> therapy and tibialis and anatomy cool. into uh the topic this week which is starting a new job mm. um i've gotten this question a couple times from a couple different people people want to know hey i've got this new job i'm starting either i'm a new developer or i'm an experienced developer trying to start out a new job what is the best way to get started at that job and kind of like establish myself on a new team um lily do you have any 
initial thoughts? Nice um, question. I was thinking affogato. Uh, it's like it sounds like it like you just kind of drown yourself in the content. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's why where my brain went. Uh, but just you know, it can feel very overwhelming. You're you're like genuinely diving in to this this entirely new framework, this entirely new team and and culture and people structure. Um, and yeah, there's going to be a lot going on. So I think the the first thing is always just to kind of get a like get a sense of where you're at. So observe how things work. Um, pay attention. Ask questions. I feel like I feel like a lot of the times um, when someone is starting, it can or when when particularly if you're new, it can you're always new. Particularly if it's one of your first jobs, is what I meant there. Um, is that it can feel like asking questions might be annoying, might make people think you're dumb or that you don't know things. And that's like that's never the case. That is absolutely never the case. Ninety nine times out of a hundred, um, people are going to be you know glad that you're asking questions and and more than that, happy to answer. They you know someone on your team is going to want you to be able to do your job because you doing your job makes their jobs easier. Um, and also most people don't want to be a jerk. Um, yeah. So it's really like, it is always in your best interest when you are starting in a new place to just ask, ask a bunch of questions, get people's expertise uh, because, and and I think, you know, a lot of people like to, to um, be looked to as, someone with with an answer <laughs> not not necessarily all the answers but uh when when you've been at a place for longer than someone and this new person is coming in and asking you questions uh you're you're in a place of being able to help you're in a place of being able to guide um and a lot of people really value that and really like um being able to help so i i think absolutely like don't 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 let yourself get trapped into that idea of like oh I can't ask this question because I'll seem whatever. Um, ask it's always it's always going to be good to ask. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so when we can get into this in a minute, like I think there's a there's an art and a skill to asking good questions. Mm, true, um, <laughs> certainly. And uh, <laughs> and we can chat about what what a good question would entail. Mm. But I think you've you've hit it on the head especially like that very first month, you're just observing. You're just figuring out what's going on. Um, and it's like, it's impossible to know from the interviews and everything else, like what the code's going to look like. Yeah. Um, what everybody on the team is going to be like. What are the processes? What are the regular, you know, habits and rituals of the team that you're entering? Mm -hmm. Um, how does the broader organization work? Like all of that stuff is going to be something that you're going to have to learn and internalize right there at the very beginning. Um, and questions obviously are a big part of being able to be like, okay, what, but why What's that? Happening? What, yeah. what, why do you do that? Or like, why is it this way? Or, um, how does this thing work? Like, uh, those are all great questions. To me, too, there are like a couple different things that you're learning on, during that first month, for several months mm -hmm. in a new job. The first is like, how does the code work? Like the technical bit of it, like where is everything and, and how does it all stitch together? 
the second is like, how does my team work? Um, like, who are all the people? Like, who should I care about? Uh, <laughs> what, like, what are my relationships with those people? And, mm -hmm. um, and then the third is like, how does my, how does the industry work? Like, mm -hmm. I need to learn about a topic now too. Like, for instance, Lily and I worked together at a, a financial planning startup. So we had to learn about business finances. Um, and how those worked and like what are the different tools that people that CFOs use when they're doing their financial planning or something like that. Um, I think understanding the industry is like maybe an up underrepresented part of like starting a new job. Definitely. Um, but like the more context you have for what your product actually does and the problem it solves, the better you're, you are equipped to model it in your head when you're thinking about the code and talk about it with your team. 100%. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just mem memories of FP&A <laughs> coming in. <laughs> I know, I know. Budget versus forecast. Oh, snap. Yeah. yeah no. Your year over year. Drill down. Comparisons, your drill downs, <laughs> your roll-ups. Yes, exactly. Anyway, we won't turn this into an FP&A <laughs> podcast. Um, but Lily, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about asking a good question, because I think that's mm. an important piece of it. And like a, an important part of establishing yourself on the team as like somebody who is not, you know what you're talking about, but uh, you don't quite understand this piece of it, but yeah, that's all about how you frame the question. So share with us a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely, it's an interesting balance um gosh i mean oh man this is so it's so interesting and tricky i also feel like the way that that like not necessarily that we are taught to ask questions but the way that we see uh gender wise like women successfully asking questions and not being perceived as dumb versus men successfully asking questions and not being perceived as dumb. Um, and, and just like the assumption that everyone's going to fit into one of those two roles, uh, is also very different. I feel like, um, I, I feel it's, it's, it, and it's so interesting. It's not necessarily to, to either group's detriment or benefit. Um, I, I feel like I get the most success asking questions um, in, in a way that I imagine you would feel as well of, of like, it's not a demand for answers. It's not like a, when it, when, when you're asking, why does this work this way? Um, you know, there's a very different tonal experience of like, well, why does it work this way? Mm. As like a, suggesting that there's a better way that it should obviously work versus like, oh, cool. Like I've, I've not experienced it this way before why does it why does it work this way like what does this get us what does this bring us i i think kind of like an assumption of um of of good intention at the very least i remember we were talking about like giving people grace a couple a couple episodes ago like there's no harm in assuming that the person who wrote it the way that it works had good intentions uh was doing their best and that and that maybe 
they knew something you don't know about the industry, about the needs or about like how it mm. worked at the time, the limitations. Um, there's no harm in assuming that um, it works the way it works for a good reason. And, and you not knowing the reason is what is making it confusing to you. Not um, that, you know, a better way or that a, a different way could be, you know, faster or scalable, whatever, whatever you're looking for. Um, so I think, I think it definitely goes back to a lot of things that we've talked about already of, of, of if you can get to a place through frustration or confusion or whatever's happening where you are assuming good intentions, I think that that will really come through in your tone and in the conversation that you're having, that it's really, it's a, it, you want to frame your question of like, it's a fact finding mission. You don't have the information that you need in order to be successful because you're new, not because you're dumb, not because you don't know what you're talking about. And it can, it can get kind of muddied in, in your, in your brain and in your, in your body, I think of feeling like um, asking questions can be vulnerable um, because it can suggest to someone else that you don't know that you, that you don't know the answer. <laughs> That's what it's, that's what you're telling someone when you ask them the question is that you don't know the answer to this question. Um, and so I think that generally, I know you're, I know you're, I think we're probably trying to think of more like tangible elements of a question that I will hand that back to you for. Um, but I think in the, in the general sense um, that giving, come, you know, like getting to a point with it where you're giving the other people involved grace, but also yourself grace of like, Hey, reminder, it's okay that you don't know the answer to this question. You're going to figure it out. And like, if, if you are given the answer and are like, oh, that's really obvious. That was silly of me. You can just say, oh, that makes sense. I, right. Of course. Cool. Thank you. You know, like you can just say what, that, that you're like, oh, yes. Thank you. Great. Got it now. And move forward. The, the stakes are lower than they feel in that situation. So yes, with that, I will hand it back to you, Bennett. What are the actual tangible elements of a good question? No, I think you're right. I think for the most part, like tone and like just the openness of the question is going to be the best thing. Like don't try to put on and pretend like you know something that you don't, mm -hmm. but also don't like I don't know, play dumb or like right. stay quiet or something like that too. When it's like, oh yeah, that's obvious. Or like, oh no, I still don't understand. Like, <laughs> can you run that back and try that again? Because like, it's still not clicking. Mm -hmm. um, and the chances are like, if you don't understand uh, something, that means that it's not trivial. Like it's not no. straightforward. And so like, yeah, there've been many times when I've, uh, joined a new team or, or looked at somebody else's code that I don't normally look at or something like that and been like, why does it work this way? Like, what are the interesting, like, what are the constraints? Like, what's happening here? Like, and, and they've been like, oh, well, what's the alternative? <laughs> and then you say something like, well, you could just do it. Well, I don't know. You know, like, you could, why isn't it just like this? And then it's like, oh, hmm. I guess there's no reason, you know, like there are yeah. all sorts of times when the question actually is in insightful, even though it feels dumb, it's insightful. Mm -hmm. But I would also say like, to get to your point about like, real strategies for how to ask a, <laughs> ask a question, like the thing that I find is most helpful is 
to state what you've already tried or where yeah. you've already looked or what you already understand about the problem. So show that you have made an effort to understand it on your own and then say, I already understand this X, Y, and Z, but I'm really confused about a, B, and C. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I 100% agree. I think that is a hugely important element. I have gotten pushback from that of, I, 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 it's trickier, particularly when you're new somewhere, because I think a really important element in, in human communication of getting what you're looking for from another person in the conversation is kind of like knowing your audience, um, knowing how that person best responds to things and like how, how to, how to get that person, what they need out of the conversation mm. as, as, as well. Um, so I feel like, like, uh, our, our old boss who was the CTO, but who was also the third person on our team because it was a very small team, um, sometimes just like didn't have time to, to, to hear me walk through even, even like a little bit of like, okay, I, I'm working on this thing. I am trying this and I'm getting stuck here. Um, sometimes you just genuinely didn't have time to, to listen to the explanation of what I had already tried. Um, and so like adapting to that and getting, getting used to that and providing enough information as quickly as possible was like the best solution for talking to that person. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that context of very early on in that, in that, um, uh, company's life um but it it so it definitely like finding finding a balance can be tricky and you don't want to um i think another thing particularly when you're starting out is you also don't want to be like wasting anyone's time and i feel like that can be a factor in the back of people's heads where it's like i'm not gonna if i don't understand it at the end like cool thanks like you're good i'll figure it out elsewhere there's like an instinct to to do that and it's it's definitely you know, back to trade-offs, like finding, finding a balance. I think to, to add to the tangible elements of it, I do think that starting with what you've, what you've already tried is important because it also, I think as you and I have talked about a lot, like it also just shows you're not, you're, you're not just like looking at something being like, I don't know how this works. Someone tell me how it works. Like you, you are showing that you have put in the time and energy you've gotten, you know, X far um, and then I think similarly to that at the end of their answer, um, cause this can help, this can help in, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll say what it is and then how, how it can help at the end of their answer, kind of summarizing back to them, like, okay, so what you're saying is, you know, when this happens, when this button gets clicked, it triggers this process and that brings us here and then A, B, and C happen and like saying it back to them. A, will clarify whether or not you understood it or not, um, and will help, also will help the other person understand, like, oh, no, that's not what I meant, and I didn't, I see that I, like, didn't express it as clearly, let me try a different way. Like, communication is so um, muddy and 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 tricky, like, humans trying to figure out what other humans are saying is is so hard why is it so hard but it's so hard so i feel like any all all of the things of like starting it off with what you've already tried ending it with a clarification of of what you're taking away from it um anything that you can do to just really make sure that you're on the same page 
as the person that you're talking to. Um, or if you're not on the same page, making that really clear. Like you can also say like, okay, wait, so if you're saying this, but I'm not understanding like this, this one element of like, how does, how does that part work? Um, like diving, diving deeper into it. Um, I, yeah, I think just, just doing everything that you can to, to be as clear as possible with what is, what the confusion is, what the context is, I think is really, really helpful. And also, um, like it, 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 makes clear to the other person in the conversation or the other people in the conversation that you respect their time, that you respect them as humans who are trying to help you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you do. Yeah. You want to be respectful of their time. You don't want to be like every hour pestering your senior engineer saying, okay, now explain this to me. Now explain this to me. Like right. you do. There is an element of like, reading the room like feeling it out and and taking your time like to take a little while longer to dig into it before mm -hmm. you ask the next question or something like that um but i think also what you said there about restating is like really important mm -hmm. too so we've, we've spent a little bit of time talking about like those first months and getting your feet under you and stuff like that i'm curious to think more about the second the third the fourth mm -hmm. the fifth month and how you establish yourself on a new team as well. Hmm. Um, and maybe we can just kind of quickly think through some ideas here. Like my first thought is that um, if that first month or two is about observation, hmm. then that second period is about deepening those observations, learning more, kind of spreading out what you understand, and then um, looking for like what's the best like learning like what's the best way to investigate a new problem what are the best resources i could find if there is a problem what um missing processes does my team mm -hmm. have um what was hard about onboarding uh what isn't intuitive about the industry that we work in like mm -hmm. all those types of things where you provide value back to the company to say like hey this wasn't clear during my first month or two um is actually like super, super helpful for a, a new right. team member. Which is particularly interesting because that's not part of the job description. Mm -hmm. Like that, and I think that that it kind of, kind of is the underlying element of this question is like, it, it's, it's, it's not always, it's not always, there's so many other elements of getting onboarded onto a job of like starting, starting a job uh, that, you know, obviously you want to be providing value as, as immediately as possible. Uh, I think we've seen a, a number of, of engineers in particular, um, you know, get hired and want to really like really want to, and really enjoy hitting the ground running. They have years of expertise. They do know, you know, a lot about what they're talking about. Um, and um, there's, there's pros and cons to all of the things, right? If you, if you, jump too far ahead uh without the context of the the thing you are working on um that can lead to problems that wouldn't have occurred if you if you had taken that time um and so it 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 might almost be um more beneficial to think about 
like you're you, because you aren't expect usually hopefully generally you should not be expected to have you know as as high of a point impact you know like you should you're the the amount of code that you're expected to write in the first three months should theoretically be lower because you don't have the context in those three months to to be a like necessarily i, I almost want to say like trusted um and engineer perspective almost um and not that you're untrusted it's just that that it takes it takes us a minute to absorb all the things that you need to know in order to successfully contribute yeah. to to any type of project um and so it it almost is helpful to kind of think about your job in those first 3 months is like the value i am providing right now is you know x percent code and y percent my observations <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i think that's a big part like during the first you know 3 months onboarding a new developer you you can't expect huge no contributions technical contributions from them. and if they do that would be a red flag for me yeah, yeah. if the company expects that of you right. that would be a red flag for me yeah hmm. yeah well that about, might be like you? a i don't know a good place to like start to pull it together and say like <laughs> what's what are we saying here we're saying that in the first few months technical contributions aren't your job absorbing information is your job and you can provide value by through your observations basically yeah by repeating them back i guess <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and that during this the first few months you will have a lot of questions and that is completely normal and you should mm -hmm. um those questions are and asking those questions are the value that you're providing uh -huh. particularly in situations like when what bennett was saying of like was like why does it work this way is sometimes a very insightful question that re reveals that it doesn't need to work that way and exactly. that doesn't even just need to be in code but like in processes too because there might be missing processes there might be too many processes mm -hmm. um and just kind of having a new perspective of someone that hasn't been uh you know there through the whole journey of getting where where the company or the team is now having that outside perspective is valuable. Yeah. And then and asking those questions in the right way can make it clear that you know what you're talking about and you're asking these questions out of a genuine curiosity for like why does it work this way here? Um kind of thing. And I think Yeah, yeah I think there's so much we could get into about those first couple <laughs> months about like how much you don't you shouldn't be like jockeying for you know position you know like for mm. social status or anything but there is like some little piece of it in the back of your mind where you're like i'm trying to set myself up well establish a rapport and a little bit of respect on the team for my mm -hmm. abilities and contributions even if i can't immediately contribute huge technical contributions yeah one of our coworkers, I think day three of my uh, my time at, at our old job, day three, he told me he loved me. And I was like, I have succeeded. Through well, jokes. Okay. Through jokes. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> and it does not take that long. <laughs> That's fair.
but I, I made I made a joke and I got it. I got a direct message. Hi, I love you. And I was like, success. Yes. Yeah, making a I joke did, can I did be my providing job value today. to your team. Yes, yeah. I did my job today. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. Well, awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. Anything else you got to add, Lily? Ah, oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, good luck with your new job if you have one and you're looking for a best way to get started. Yeah, if you get a new great. job, you're joining a new team, like moving within your organization, like all those types of things where you're trying to work out a new, yeah. New new vibe. New places. <laughs> yeah, good luck. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you in the next one. See you in the next one. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Bennett. Bye. Okay.